Siddur Snippets is sponsored by Rene Jack Nussbaum, Lila Nishmas, Adol Bas Yehuda Tzvi. And uh, we last left off, that ends, that the miracles of the past inform and inspire our faith today. That when we are struggling, when we are in crisis, when we wonder why should we believe Hashem will come through, that the precedent that Hashem comes through and saves us, that He's involved intimately in our lives, that He's not only aware, but He is directing all that happens, is true until this very day. Another understanding of Kahayom Hazeh means up until this day, but it also means it's as true as if it happened this day. The miracle of leaving Mitzrayim is something I know, not because I read it in a textbook. It's something I know, not because it passed as an apocryphal story. I know it because my parents heard it from their parents, who heard it from their parents, who heard it from their parents. So, Vatas Lachashem it gave you a name, Hashem, Kahayom Hazeh, not Bayom Hazeh, not Ad Yom Kahayom Hazeh, as if it happened today. That my belief, my faith in the story of the way that we left Mitzrayim, my faith in the fact that you are involved providentially in all that happens, is Kahayom Hazeh. It is as real as if it happened to me and it happened today. It is part of my story. Why does the Pasuk describe Uvachol Avadav, Uvachol Am Artso? That Hashem did these miracles, Osos Umovsim, and He did them to all of Paro's servants, and He did it to all of Paro's nation. Weren't his servants and their nation just as much subject to the tyranny of Paro as we were? They too were enslaved avadav, just like we were avadim hayinu. So why are they held accountable? Why does Hashem carry out ososum of sim, those signs? Why did he carry out those punishments against them? The Balafla in his Sefer Panam Yafos explains that you might think that that nation was passive. They were spectators. Hashem is the one who carried out uh, rather, Paro is the one who carried out that harshness to us, and they were as much victims as we were. So therefore, the Torah is telling us no. Because even though they were subject to the tyranny of Paro, even though they too were subject to his persecution, but they took joy. They were accomplices. They took happiness. They conspired with Paro. It reminds me of the great debate, not such a debate for many, of the role of the Polish in the Holocaust. It was the Germans, it was the Nazis who launched the final solution but they found accomplices among other nations that they had conquered. They found people who too were subject to Nazi rule, but rather than protest or push back, even at best they took joy in the murder and demise of the Jewish people. Similarly, and therefore Hashem made the Osos Umovsim against them too. What is the difference between Osos and Movsim? The Grad of says the Os is a sign, a symbol. It's a warning before the wonder. The Mofes is Hashem suspending the rules of nature, transcending the ordinary events. It's the ten plagues, the splitting of the sea. Mofsim are the wonders of the world. But the Os are the warning, the Hasra that came beforehand. A sign, a signal, a symbol, something that they would have known that He is here that he's going to be exacting justice and judgment against them. Pasuk tells us that we were held the reason Hashem exacted this judgment and justice against not only Paro, but all of his people is the Param Yafas, the Hafla again explains that Paro was ready to send the Jewish people out after the first few Makos, but Hashem hardened his heart and he kept us there. Why? So there are many reasons given, but one was B'nai Yisrael still needed to purge that contamination. B'nai Yisrael still needed to emerge 
the people that we were meant to be, to launch that journey towards our destiny. And that's what it means, Hezidu Alehem. They had contaminated, Hezidu Alehem. We still had the contamination, the impurity. We were saturated in the foreign ideals and values of the Egyptians. And therefore, it wasn't until then that Hashem continued to exact that justice through Osos Umofsim in order to take us out. The next and last Pasuk, V'hayam bakat ofnayam v'ayavribisachayam b'yabasha v'esrod fei mishlachta b'mtsalos k'mo evan b'mayim azim. You split the sea before them, and they passed through the sea on dry land, but you threw their pursuers into the depths like a stone into raging waters. That the Mitzrim, the Egyptians, were cast into the water like a hardened, like a rock, like a stone. It's interesting, v'hayam bakata l'fnehem. It describes that the sea split. But if you look throughout Tanakh, you'll find three separate and parallel descriptions for Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea. We have Beis Kuf Ayin, Baka, Vayivaka, Bakata, and Shemos, and Tehillim, here in this Pasuk. We have Gezerah in Halal Hagadol, Legozer Yamsuf, Gzeira, to describe what happened to the Yamsuf, was Legozer Yamsuf, Gzeira. And then we have Kriya, we call it Kriyas Yamsuf. In the Haggadah, it's described as Kriyas Yamsuf. So in the Haggadah, Halal Haggadah, Shmos Tehillim, throughout Tanakh, in our liturgy, we have three distinct descriptions for what happened in Yamsuf. Why? So the Sefer Ha'aras Hatfila explains that Bikua, Beka, Bakata, means quickly. Keherafayin, the water split, in a moment. In one moment, we were stuck between a rock and a hard place. The Egyptians in pursuit in the sea in front of us. It all seemed helpless and hopeless. And, Bikua, Vayivaka, Vayam, Bakata, in a second, in a split moment, Keherafayin, the miracles of Hashem come seemingly out of nowhere. Gzeira, Legozer Yamsuf, means it followed Xera a specific order. The Medrash tells us that the Yamsuf split into 12 columns. It maintained the diversity of Kla Yisrael. Each tribe walked through its own column. But because the population of all of the tribes was not equal, the columns was not equally wide. The columns represented and reflected the population of each of the tribes. And not only that, but the Malbim says that the seed didn't split its entire length as soon as Nachshon ben Aminadav walked in and the people followed, but rather it split as they continued to walk. That was part of the Gzeira. So rather than this aberration of nature having happened all at once, it was a Gzeira. It followed a specific order. The very fact that it divided into 12 columns to preserve the diversity of Klal Yisrael, and that was maintained throughout the splitting, that it didn't split all at once, but as they walked, all of this is reflected in the description of it being a Gzeira, the Goza Yamsuf. Kriya, Kriyas Yamsuf, means they saw that nature was ripped up. Kodesh Baruch Hu had introduced Mishishis and Mibreshis from the six days of creation. Hashem had introduced a natural order to the universe, but He ripped it up. He tore it up. Kriyas Yamsuf, He transcended nature. He made a statement then and a statement at last, Kehayom Hazeh, until this very day, that Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge, that He rules the world, that even nature is supernatural, and that He can transcend it and suspend it whenever He wants. And with that, we complete Vayivarach David, and we move on to Az Yashir with its introduction of Vayosha. We'll offer an introduction next time.